Hey, what's up, everybody? CJ here, one half of Grit and Grace TV. Next to me is my amazing, my awesome, my beautiful co-host, cohort, whatever you would like to call her, Lynn Burnett. Hey, hey. Thank you for tuning in tonight to Grit and Grace TV. It is definitely Thursday night. I, I Thursday nights have become my new Mondays. It, they really have. No, that's and, bad. Don't say that. Well, they've been they've become my new Mondays. You know, today we we had to tear down a house. We had to put plastic up in case it rained and all that kind of good stuff. And then I had to go to work. And you know what? Here's the thing. When I go to work after work, the work I do isn't really work. Okay, so I'll admit it. It's not necessarily work. It's raising funds for my motorcycle association, the Combat Veterans Motorcycle Association. So if you don't know who they are, they are in almost every community. They are There's multiple chapters in every state. And what we do is we we raise funds for veterans. We help other veterans, you know, whether they're in a in a group home or whatever it is, we help veterans. That's what the Combat Veterans Motorcycle Association does. So if you see a death head with a spade in the middle, a yellow and black patch, go up and say thank you because we appreciate each and every one of you, civilians, military, it doesn't matter. We love each and every one of you. And because of you, we are able to do what we do when we help these veterans. But that's not really what I want to talk about leading off. I, you know, everybody is kind of aware that I've been running this fundraiser to help me fix my motorcycle. Because my motorcycle is my tool. It's my therapy for dealing with PTSD and things like, like that. But it's also the tool that I used uh, with this Combat Veterans Motorcycle Association that allows me to get out there and do things for other veterans. And as of two days ago, I met my goal. Yay! I met my goal um, through generous donations from amazing people. Meredith Lockburn, thank you very much for all the work you've done. Amy Stifler, thank you very much, sister, for doing everything that you've done for me. I, I raised up to $536 through their efforts, which, and, and Lynn, thank you very much for your contributions as well. Um, but my daughters, every parent right, tries to raise their children knowing that, you know, we're trying to set them up for success in the future. We want them to have better than ourselves. And, my daughters came to me a couple days ago and they asked me, she said, dad, how close are you to being able to fix your motorcycle? And I, I was, a, you know, about $700, $600 away from being able to fix my motorcycle. Both of them donated their entire paychecks to oh help me fix my motorcycle. So I don't, you know, a few years ago, my daughters came to me and my wife, and they said, can we donate our Halloween candy to the children's wing at the hospital because they're not able to go out and go trick-or-treating and stuff like that? And we thought that was a great thing. We thought that was amazing. You know, we supported that. 
And so every year for the last three or four uh-huh. years, we've taken them out trick or treating. And then right from there, we go to the hospital and they've donated their, their candy to those children that couldn't go out and get it for themselves. But when they, but when they stepped up and they said that they wanted to give me their entire paychecks, the stuff that they worked so hard for, so they can have just a little bit more than what we can offer them. That to me was, I don't, I don't know what to say to that. So, um, so yeah, that touched, that touched me extremely deeply and, you know, Kara and Cassie, thank you. Thank you very much. Um, I don't, I don't know what else to say other than, you know, I, my wife and I did something right. And I hope that they go forward with their lives and they do the same thing for other people who are in need. And sorry. Um, so, yeah. So anyways, let's, let's get into grit and grace because otherwise this is going to turn into a mess. <laughs> so, That's incredible. That's incredible. Can you hear me? Cause the sound seemed wonky for a little bit. No, we, I can hear you. Absolutely. Perfect. Oh, okay. And that you're amazing. Your sound is amazing. That is uh, that you did. You got to definitely, but in having conversations with you, and talking to you about, you know, raising children and, and what you two have done. Uh, I have no doubt that you two are amazing parents and different co- conversations that you and I have had. Wow. That, that is a huge testament to the selflessness that you've instilled in your daughters. That's amazing. That I can't, ugh, that is like a heart grabbing thing. So definitely uh be proud for sure and that's awesome for you so that you because you're such a giver so now you can go and help and that's so awesome and you know and like i said it's this is just a little piece and i hope that they go forward in their lives and they can absolutely you know continue doing those things for other people because that's really what we're here for when we have when we have abundance, when we have things that we can share out, it's, it's response. It's, it's only responsible to be able to help people that need the help. Mm. And that's yeah. really what I'm about. That's what my children apparently are about. And that's what we do with the combat veterans motorcycle association. So thank you everybody who, who has donated. Thank you everybody who, who is continuing to, you know, share that mission of helping other people. Uh, it doesn't have to be me. It doesn't have to be uh, just please. If, if you would, if you would, please go to grit and grace TV.com. I would love to have you review the page, but also I would love to have you share something, uh, a cause that you believe so deeply in. Because these, you, you are all important to me and your cause is important to me. So please share that on our page, share that on our website. I would love to know what you really feel deeply about so we can help share that out as well. Absolutely. Yeah. So grit and grace tonight. (laughs) Let's get into the show. (laughs) 
Grace tonight. We're talking. We're going to expand on last week's episode of feminism, and we're going to be talking about double standards. We all experience them, men, women. We all have our pet peeves. We all know exactly when someone says double standards, it's there. We don't have to debate that. Yeah. Oh, we. Oh, yeah. We know exactly what that is. And that's something that's in our face all the time. And I think that we're maybe so set in our gender roles and as who we are that things become automatic and we don't even think twice about something that we're going to say or share or do. So this is something that I think it, I think it plays a little bit into what we were talking about last week. And that topic last week when we were talking about feminism, like it really got... It, it created an impact. We had a lot of comments. Um, we had a listener, and she, she's so awesome, that um, she's actually local. So I saw her face-to-face, -face and she was like, I don't know if she said you too or if she said CJ. Got me a little bit mad, and but it was in a good way. And, I, and soon as she told me that, I was like, awesome. I love that, that we did that. And tell me about it. And she said that, you know, it really got her thinking about um, about the topic and whether she was really a, a feminist, um, how she portrayed that. So what did she do? You'll love this, CJ. She turned around and asked guys at work if they were feminists. And so it, there you go. There was the ripple effect of creating that conversation. So I love that it, when people come up, you know, when people come up to us or message us saying, you pissed me off or, or whatever, because that is the goal. I don't care what the reaction is. Um, oh, it was the two of you. <laughs> it was Janet. And, you know, I don't care what it is because it's going to make you think it's not just going to, you're not just, it's not just going to go in one ear and out the other. You've thought about it. It created a reaction. You're going to remember it. You're going to tell somebody else. And even if you don't agree, you telling somebody else will then carry it on. So that really was the whole point. And I loved that feedback. So, um, that show was really good about feminism and um, we learned and audience learned. And so we wanted to expand into double standards because you brought up the story last time about your experience in the military. You know, and th those stories happen to everybody, everybody. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we came up with a list of double standards and if anybody's that's watching, listening wants to pop in the comments oh we should say um you know share this out let's try and get to 10 shares if you're popping in let's try and share this out let's see if we can get to 10 shares tonight and you can share more than once so you know you can share now you can share again in 20 minutes because you know feeds get populated so um share it out but if you have a comment about a double standard that you see often and we're not going to hit on it because we only have so much time um pop it in the comments and you know we may have it we may hit on it so do you want to lead off cj and you know here, here's the thing about double standards they're going to exist no matter what we say what we do but the only you know the only way we can really 
I've got Jimi Hendrix playing again tonight. <laughs> so, but what I was going to say is with double standards, each of us faces it in a different way. And the thing about double standards, it's all perspective. It's all based on perspective. You may feel that maybe your spouse takes advantage of certain things. But when you flip it around, maybe they get upset about things. It's it's a perspective-based uh, reality. Mm. Yeah. And, and every time that we, we start talking double standards, everybody is going to have something to weigh in. So I really, really want people to talk about that in the chat tonight. I want you to share with us some of the double standards that really drive you crazy. Yeah. And you know, some of them, they just, they are what they are and there's no point in, in stressing out over them. But some of them I think need attention because they are, I think are game changers in society. I think they can lead to, uh, you know, a change in behavior and create a, a ripple effect of, of beginning you know, some change. We see with feminism, it's been going on and on. And we talked about the history of feminism. And if you didn't listen or watch our last show, go watch our last show. Because we talked about, you know, feminism didn't start in the 60s with free love and the birth control pill and all of that. It started way, way back, you know, before the turn of the century. But um, there's some things that, that, I think really need to, you know, we keep going on about feminism and it seems to be like a continuous fight that's been going on for a long time. There's things that are getting in the way and it's, there's, so we really want to talk about these things and double standards, I think, feeds into that. Absolutely. So what are some of the double standards that you see on a regular basis that maybe feeds this whole concept of double standards? Okay, well, one of the things that I see the most, and this is what really brought it up for me, and I see this a lot, probably because of social media, and just that's just what's in my frame of vision the most daily, is uh, body, body image, body shaming, and... Uh, you know, some women are probably not going to like me too much on the show because a lot of the double standards originate from women that, you know, but anyway, is the body shaming thing. If a guy was to say one thing about a woman's body, even if he was to say, you know, I prefer a thinner woman, that guy's going to get bashed like crazy. Uh, you can't share anything that is, which I agree. I mean, you shouldn't. You shouldn't body shame with memes that we see floating around Facebook and all of that. But I see so many women that will share a meme of an overweight guy in a lime green Speedo washing a car. And you'll see, read all the comments from women that are really derogatory and not nice. If a guy did that with an overweight woman, I like that word voluptuous. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, um, voluptuous is amazing. That is one of my favorite words of all time. That if it was the other way around, so, you know, it's like 
body shaming doesn't exist for, for a man. Like, like men don't, you know, maybe feel self-conscious if they've, you know, if they're overweight or, you know, it's almost like, oh, it doesn't exist for me. It's only a woman's issue. Well, bullshit. It's not only a women's issue. And I see these memes and sometimes I comment and sometimes I just shake my head and scroll past. But come on, come on, ladies. Like, why are you sharing these when you fight so hard to not be body shamed from the media and men in public or men on social media or whatever the case may be? Why is that okay? That is a bad double standard, and that's one I see a lot. Well, it's programming percent. Uh, well, it's perception programming is what I call it, because we, as men, we see me these magazines like GQ and uh, Muscle and Fitness and Fit Fit Magazine and all these kind of magazines, and they show the guy with the chiseled chest and and the chiseled arms and and the six pack abs and all that kind of stuff. And then we see the comments from the women uh, when when the um, the firefighters calendars come out. But oh yeah, you only see this you know like twelve firefighters out of the probably fifty firefighters. There's only twelve of them. You don't see the guy that's been there for ten years who you know they don't look like the rookie that just came out of the academy. They look like average Joe. You know the guy with maybe he's got a, you know, one pack type of thing. <laughs> I, I don't know, man. I've never seen a bad looking firefighter. Right. <laughs> never. But the firefighters that are in the calendars or that are in the magazines, they're always the guys that are the rookies out of there. And chances are they're probably not even firefighters. They're just guys wearing firefighter costumes. I don't know. I've seen them in person too. Well, yeah. even in person, I don't know. It's like a prerequisite, but, <laughs> but yes, I mean, okay. So there's another, there's another example of what you just said right there, the hot looking guy and the women are like all gaga, which I have been myself for sure. Like wipe the chin. Yeah. But when a woman, when it's done that way to a woman, a woman, okay, let's say she's hot, she's, you know, she's in shape, she's got the big boobs, all of that, and then it's sexualized. Right? Right. You know, if a guy looks at a beautiful woman and and says, wow, she she works out, she's fit, she looks amazing, all of a sudden it, it, it's all about sex. However, in a woman's mind, if they look at a guy, he's chiseled, he looks great, he works out. It's not a sexual thing. It's it's an appreciation almost. No, it's a sexual thing. Well, in their mind. <laughs> introvertly, it's you know, introvertly it's it's a sexual thing. Extrovertly, not so much. Because they it, it, they don't want men to believe that, you know, they look at men as sexual objects. However, if a man looks at a woman as a sexual object, Right away, they're they're looked at as a pervert, or they're looked yeah. at as as you know something disgusting. It's 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 offensive to look at a woman as a sexual object. Maybe mm -hmm. I should word object, but that's really you know what it all boils down to is they feel they're being objectified if a man yeah. looks at them, and, and whether. As a, as a married man, I can look at another woman and say, wow, she's a beautiful woman. Does not mean 
that I want to have sex with that woman. It means I appreciate what she is doing for herself to keep herself fit, healthy, and, and beautiful. Yeah. That's it. That yeah. is where the line is drawn. However, that's not what women believe. That's not what when they, they would, oh, it's like what, what you were saying earlier. You know, if, if, you know, it's that perception of what men think about women versus what men really think about women. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. I think, okay, there's nothing wrong with looking at a, a, a beautiful person, uh, the whole package. I mean, we like looking at beautiful things, scenery, flower. I mean, that's just the way that's in our DNA to be that way, to look at beautiful things. And yeah, it doesn't have to be that way. Uh, I think that uh, a, a man should be free to look at a woman and go, wow, look at she's beautiful. She she looks great. Same with a woman to look at a guy. Um it's the body shaming that happens that's the double standard that needs to stop, that you need to think a little bit because if it was you, and I think that's for anything that you're going to share, think if it would affect you or not because men are humans too, even though they're portrayed as stupid on TV <laughs> and movies and the dad's always dumb. That's another double standard. Um, you know, they deserve the same respect as well. That's one that really drives me crazy because because I just see it so much, right? You see the the guy that's dancing by the pool and that's crazy. That drives me crazy. I think that's you know I think that's wrong. Popular culture, they they build things for a comic release. Uh and you know, the man being stupid, the dad you know, being the do to do and the wife being the one that fixes all the problems that was created for a comic release. And it just, it became popular culture. It became a belief almost in culture that, you know, the guy's going to bumble through life. And, and for the most part in real life, (laughs) you guys bumble through life. There are moments. There are moments where, yeah, we do bumble through things. When my wife says, hey, my your daughters have this this problem, I'm sitting there like. Mm, I don't know. Tell me. But, you know, when it comes to times where, you know, the, when when the wife comes and says, hey, you know, the car's acting a little weird or we need this done or we need, you know, the lawnmower is like a little bit wonky. I tried to do this and it went to hell. Then it's the man that's stepping up and fixing that problem, solving that problem. You know, they don't show those things. And that's the problem with that's where that double standard is kind of it. That's where the double standards born is through popular culture, because so many people watch television. They see the bumbling idiot and they like, okay, mom, come mom to the rescue. And that just becomes the norm. That's in, in, that's where we get some of our double standards. It does. And I'm all for comic relief. Absolutely. I mean, sometimes it is funny. And sometimes I do wonder how you guys make it through life without us around. But, but um, when that becomes the only standard to which we view anything, then that, that kind of needs to be looked at a little bit. But that's just, that's one. But, the, you know, in the, the body shaming, that's just one aspect. I mean, we, we've, there's a million different ac- a- aspects. 
We can oh, yeah. even bounce into the sexual aspect. A woman goes out and has sex with four or five guys because she just enjoys having sex or she enjoys whatever. Oh, yeah. she, well, she's a whore. She's this, she's that, blah, blah, blah. But a guy says, yeah, I had sex with her last week. I had sex with that chick to, you know, yesterday, you know, it all of a sudden. Nailed that one. Yeah. He is, he is the stud. He is the, the, the alpha horse in the stable. Yeah. I, I, to this, I cannot figure that out. I, for some reason that escapes me. I, I just don't understand why people can't allow people to enjoy doing the things they like to do, whether it be sex or not. I don't get it because it's, it's not something that, I mean, sex isn't a dirty thing. But it's but, been made out that way though. And I think that comes all from a religious thing. I think that comes from a religious thing. It's religion based. I think the whole, the man is the, you know, the promiscuous one and the woman is the, the virginal, one that doesn't, you know, doesn't do that. I think that's all religion based. But that also creates that other double standard, that viewpoint, what you just said right there creates that viewpoint of, well, men are the one who cheat. Women don't. And I didn't say anything about cheating. No, I know. I know you didn't, but that's, that's what creates that, that stigma. Oh, 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 okay. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. one of those double standards. Like, well, women don't cheat, but men do. So a lot of women will enter into a relationship believing that a man's going to cheat because that's what they do. Yeah. yeah. That's one of those. Pig dogs. That's Pig dogs. <laughs> right. Exactly. I mean, how is that fair to men? But, but men, we have our beliefs also. We have those beliefs that women are supposed to, you know, just serve us or women are supposed to, you know, just give in whenever we want to do whatever. Yeah. You know, that's in, that's the flip side of that double standard. Women want to believe that we cheat, we lie, we, we do, we take advantage of every situation that we're in. However, the flip side of that is men believe that women should serve they should give in they should yeah you know, it's it's the same type of thing yeah when actually evil almost the same amount of women cheat i was just reading an article or some statistics or watching something almost as many women cheat as men do so Janet just said, uh, I think that it's both men and women who think that double standards are okay for men to have sex and not women. And, you know, it's that's very true because I think women are harder on other women than men are harder than, than men are on women. Oh, my. Yeah. Oh, don't even get me started on that again. Well, I just <laughs> started. Because, so. <laughs> yeah. Women are brutal. And I just saw that again today. I see it every day on social media. Women are brutal to each other. We hold the movement back. Stop it. Just stop it. Like, come on. Drives me crazy. I just, I, I don't get why it's so hard. Because you get a group of men in, in a room together. Don't have a clue who each other are. And at some point, that room 
will will create a pecking order. It it it's unspoken, but they'll create a pecking order. Yeah. Through that pecking order, there will be a subgroup of people who kind of kind of set aside, but that subgroup is only going to support the greater group. You do that with women, and you're going to have no leadership, and they're going to create several subgroups who are only about <laughs> destroying the primary objective of the group. <laughs> oh, you make it sound so technical. It was so funny. There, but it's, it's like you've studied it. Like, it's like study you've studied it. This study has been done. It's it's not yeah. something that I'm just making up. This is really what's been done. <laughs> yeah. And it's just the, hitting me funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. And, but yeah, you're right. You're totally right. Yeah. No, is that because there's more leaders that step out in women's groups than there are men? Or is it I, I don't know why that happens, but if 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 you stick a group of women and a group of men, split them up, you will have more subgroups in a women's group than you will have in a men's group. Yeah. Yeah. Based on lots of different things. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I love about men. They're so uncomplicated. They're really like, they're, you're so uncomplicated, really. And, you know, women will say, oh, the, you know, that men are, are complicated, but you really aren't. You're very basic and, and, you know, get in caught up in all that stuff. And, and it doesn't mean that you don't sometimes, you know, get pissed off or maybe feel envious or jealous or all those things, but you don't build this huge mountain out of things like women do. And, um, you know, but there's women that have stepped up and have gotten a lot stronger that that don't put up with that anymore. I think we've reached a point where we've had enough of that and we're just going to walk away from the BS and let those people figure it out for themselves. I mean, there's some guys who get caught up in that as well. I mean, you know, it's not just a woman thing, but there are guys who get caught up in that BS as well. So, oh, definitely. Yeah, it's, you know, just because I am not that guy doesn't mean there isn't guys out there that get caught up in the whole drama of double standard. Um, yeah. I, I got a comment. I put out a, I put out something a while back, actually. And, and I was, as I was going through some of these old comments that I had, I got a comment on Ron Real, actually. It says, nothing annoys me more than when somebody expects you to be okay with something that they wouldn't be okay with if you do it and that, that was like oh my god that's like exactly what we're talking about yeah exactly what we're talking about yeah exactly and you know it just it kind of goes back to show to show that the whole idea of double standard is it's it's a problem that everybody deals with and raw and real was a show that 90 percent of the people who watch that show were men it's not like grit and grace where we have a pretty, we have a pretty balanced. Pretty equal. Yeah. But when men start talking about double standard, it, you know, it's, it's kind of weird because we don't really bitch about a whole lot because most double standards are, are swayed in our favor. 
But I think you don't bitch a whole lot because you would get bashed for doing that. Right. Well, yeah, we would. But even then, even though we get bashed, that still, you got to admit, most double standards are are skewed men's in in the men's favor. And they are guys. Hey, sorry, I'm gonna tell it how I see it, and that's how I see it. (laughs) But you know what? It's a big thing. A big thing that I think we should a double standard we should talk about. And you and I have had this conversation before from this article I had read about um, abuse, whether it's sexual abuse, physical abuse. And you and I were talking one time about, um, I was reading this article about, and I've seen girls do this, be a very verbally abusive to their boyfriends and physically abusive to their boyfriends. And they have to just stand back and not do anything. That's accepted. A boy, a boy, teen boy, a young man is not going to say anything because, oh, come on. Like, what are you? Like, you know, pussy? Like, it's a girl. But I think when it comes to the emotional, to the verbal abuse and the head games and the emotional abuse that can happen, it, that is something that is really brushed off. Uh, if I ever saw my son being abused, like that by a girlfriend oh 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 would i be all over her and be talking to her parents um now you have two girls so you know we've got the opposite here and that is a double standard that goes on and but you know both me and my wife have both cautioned our daughter when i say caution it, it's it didn't jump right into abuse but there, there were times where, where my daughter said some things to her boyfriend where I was like. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. But there are some times that my daughter said some things to her boyfriend that both me and my wife have been like, mm, that's like, you, know, you shouldn't say stuff like that. That, that can be taken the wrong way. And the abuse isn't your perspective and how you meant it abuses the perception of how someone received that message. So when it comes to verbal abuse, when it comes to sexual harassment, when it comes to any type of, of uh, verbal communication, the intention does not matter. It's the reception. It's how that person receives that communication, that message. That is what, what uh, constitutes as abuse. Yes. And a lot of people don't think it, think about it like that. That's right. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Absolutely right. You can intend it a certain way based on the feelings that you're feeling at the, at the moment. But think about if that, how, if that was, if it was you receiving that, if someone was saying that to you. So here is, um, here is a conversation with a man um that I'll tell you about and he was talking about in a bar and this girl I won't you know he used a bad term this girl had been drinking a lot came up to him starts grinding on his leg being all he wasn't interested he wasn't interested at all wasn't interested in her she was like and he said if it was the other way around my ass would be thrown out of that bar 
so fast if and I would probably be charged. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Mm -hmm. You know, in the dance clubs, a guy goes up to a girl, starts dancing behind her, whatever. She turns around. She sees him. She doesn't want him doing that. You know, that he has just violated her. However, now, if a woman goes up and starts dancing in beside him or around him, whatever, that is supposed to be accepted in society. It's like, oh, hey, she, she wants to dance with you. Okay, you know, let's dance. Yeah, it's, it's it, that standard uh, in itself. I mean, there are so many things that protect women when it comes to abuse, uh, especially with sexual abuse. There are so many things in, in place to be able to protect them that it's so broad and open to interpretation that it's really kind of one of those things that's, uh, mm. And we're never yeah. going to get around that. It's just not going to happen. Yeah. I think, I think because I think a part of it is because, you know, it's generally men are stronger, have more power. Now there are some women that can kick it, um, any man's ass <laughs> just about probably. Right. Um, you know, hold on a second. Just hold that thought for a second. Here's the here's the thing about that though. I just want to kind of double back on that for a second. If a man says something to a woman, if I were to if you came up to me and you started grinding on my leg and I looked at you and I said, "Get the hell off of me. I don't want no part of this." If I say anything to you that would even offend anything about what's going on, I'm still the guy that's wrong. I'm still in. Oh yeah. You're the big asshole. Oh yeah. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, I was reading some stories too about men in jail and it just things that have gone completely sideways in their life. There was one story that I was reading about a guy who from the time he was four years old was sexually abused by a babysitter. Um, up until he was about nine years old, she would tie him up and, and abuse him. And as he got older, he, you know, until he got, you know, to be a, a teen boy that he could say something, he finally did say something to family members that he had been sexually abused by two different women from the time he was four years old till I think he was 16 or 17 that he said something and um, he was told to just like suck it up yeah. and, and that, and she was never charged. Nothing was ever done. And he's got to live with that. And I was reading, like, I'm not going to go into the details of it, but it, it was not nice. And he's forever affected. He's forever traumatized. He's forever uh, a relationship he gets into everything. He's not any less traumatized than a woman that's uh, molested as a young girl uh, until, you know, she's able to like get away or 
thinks about saying something. Um, and, and, and that girl's gone on to live her life and he's without any consequences. And so we really need to look at these things. Um, yeah, very, very sad. And the details were not like, I actually, like I had to stop reading the article because it was terrible. And it's, it's affected, it affected his whole life, this story that I read. And so those are the extreme examples of double standards that, there have to be people that stand up for other people. And I know there are support groups for men who have been abused and, you know, by their wives or in whatever situations. And there's, that's a topic that really needs to be discussed. And maybe we could do a whole show on that actually, because I'm sure um, you and I, without knowing it, know people that have gone through that. Oh, absolutely. And because people don't want to talk about things. And I think there's a greater shame around men that are abused um, and don't want to say anything because you're a guy. And, you know, and here's the thing. People process things a little bit differently than everybody else. Mm -hmm. Not everybody processes the act of being molested the same as some uh, the next person. So one person may be molested by say an, an aunt or an uncle or a babysitter or something like that. And they may be able to process through that and where they don't feel as though they were victimized or I don't want to say victimized, but maybe they don't hold that victimized be, uh, sense of being. Yeah. I know what you mean. Your lives where there's other people who just can't seem to process that. And they do feel like that, that, that victim for a longer period of time and sometimes through their entire life. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and that, and that's kind of one of those things is that when we get getting back to what double standards are, you know, people don't believe men hold on to those victimized states as long as say woman would. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of women out there who are able to process through things and who are stronger than any man that I've ever met. Um, for example, I suffer with PTSD. Now I've got a great handle on those triggers, but every now and then some of those things come up. But there are women who went through the same traumas, some of the same things that I went through. They don't have that because they were able to process through that a whole lot easier than I was able to process those things. Mm -hmm. so, you know, those, there's a, there's a double standard and a lot of, a lot of soldiers, Marines, sailors, airmen, when they came home, they didn't talk about the problems that they were having because you're soldiers, you're airmen, you're Marines, you're, yeah. you know, you were looked at as weak. If you came back and you were seen by the psychologist and you said you had these problems. So a lot of these people didn't talk about these things and that's why we see the 21 you know the 21 suicides a day from from veterans who who haven't been able to deal with ptsd mm -hmm. you know and that's just veterans that's not the civilian population mm -hmm. think about that for a second veterans are not the only people that deal with ptsd i mean we have women deal with ptsd a lot from whatever trauma that they may have dealt with. Other men have dealt with PTSD. 
outside of that veteran realm. So please, when I say PTSD, I am not just getting on my high horse about veterans, even though I'm a veteran. Every there, People all over the world deal with this, and it's a mm-hmm. problem. But people who don't understand it may think, oh, well, why don't you just get over it? Why don't you? Yeah. What? Yeah. yeah, be a man. Like, be a man. Come on. But that all stems back to, right, like young boys. Don't cry, suck it up, walk it off, you know. And, and then you've got then you've got men who, not all, but you've got some men who don't know how to process those feelings and those emotions and you don't talk about it. Where women are free and it's expected to just talk all day long about things and how they feel and they're just a, a, a ton of emotions. We don't give that same leeway to men and that just comes from a very but i think that's going to change now we see that a lot like you know let boys feel their feelings and talk to them about their feelings and don't tell them to not cry and we got to break that cycle somewhere but yeah absolutely you're right you know and okay so opal just put says in the day it was taboo and it was never discussed just expected as someone else's uh, family's issues it's a social issue that, and there are too many in need of assistance to deal with these very troubling facts you are discussing. So exactly. Yes. It's not just a family issue. If someone comes home and, and, or, or maybe if there's a molestations in the families, things like that, that's not a family issue. That's a social issue. That is something yes. that societies as a whole need to come together and support um, I know of stories where a young girl is molested and a family is ostracized because the person doing the molestation has created such a, a media storm to make it seem like it's the fault of the parents rather than their fault because they're the sick bastard that did what they did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, it's society as a whole needs to recognize the fact that these people are reaching out for help. They're lost. They don't know what to do. It's never happened to them before. They are in a position where they need help. They need support. But yet society has been trained to believe whatever the media tells them. So it's it's basically whoever gets there first. And that's one of those things that we really need to step out and crush this this, this ability yeah. to be able to minimize the guilt by just being the first to talk. Yeah. Absolutely, you're right. Yeah. Yeah, and that and that starts with things like this. Talk about it. You got to talk about it. We have, and that's what we do here at Grit and Grace is we say the things that need to be said to start that conversation. Yeah, absolutely. And the conversations are going great. And, and I love all the input that everybody's provided and continue that conversation and talk to people. Let's talk in a, and, but it also matters on how we talk to people. Let's do it you know, in a way that that serves others, helps others, respects others, and treats men and women equally. We're all humans. We're all connected. 
and we have that we have that responsibility to society to to help each other. Now, but we got to start talking. I would be I wouldn't be a man if I didn't bring this up. Every man who ever wa- who is ever going to watch this show. Hi Lindsay, how are you doing? It's nice to actually see you watching one of my shows for once. So, <laughs> um every man who watches this show, I've got your back right here. What is it? And I'm asking you this, Lynn. I'm asking you this personally. Why is it that some men, it's okay to look down and see the boobs, but other men, it's not okay? Why is there a difference? difference? I mean, if a woman's wearing a low cut, obviously accentuating the breasts, why is it not okay for some men to look down and other men, it's quite all right? Well, you're asking the wrong person because oh, I don't. I'm, I'm not right. I'm the wrong person. I think I'm asking the right person. Okay. Well, why is it okay for some people to look down and look at the boobs and not others? Because women do want to be noticed. As much as they say they don't want to, they want to be noticed. They want to be noticed by men. They want to be noticed by other women. But they only want the the men that they feel look good enough that would make them feel worthy enough of that man's attention to look. So they don't want somebody that they consider creepy or sleazy to look at them because they identify them. Their worth will identify and match that what they're perceiving in that person. But if it's some like, you know, like you described some hot studded six pack, you know, pipes, like, you know, good looking guy is looking at them and it's like, whoa, my worth is huge. My attractiveness level is huge because I'm seeing someone at that level look at me. Personally, I don't care. Look, don't look. It doesn't mean anything. And but I mean, that is a personal issue as well. Right. I think. Yeah, I love it if a man's going to look at me. Makes me feel good. I like it if a guy's going to flirt a little bit. Makes you feel good. Makes everybody feel good. If there's a guy that I feel is a little bit creeper or whatever, I'm going to be joking with him. But, it, you know, it comes down to the security within yourself. If I don't want some guy to pay attention to me or if I'm not interested or he's making moves, I'm, I'm going to joke and be polite about it, but I'm not... But, you know, boobs, because eye contact's awkward, right? There you go. So, guys, that's (laughs) right there. If you're going to look, just look. Don't make eye contact. (laughs) Look and move on. Don't sit there and linger. Yeah, don't linger. Just look, move on. Don't make eye contact. Now, hold on. Just We're going to back up just a half a step, though. If, if. You're that guy. If you're that one with the, you know, all that, all that going on, make a little eye contact. Give her a wink. Smile a little bit. You'd be surprised. Maybe she'll smile back. If she don't smile back, keep on walking. She's got a man. You don't want to complicate things. Just that's right. It's okay. Yeah. That's, that's right. No, but you know, in all honesty, guys. You know, we're the same way as they are. We love it when a woman notices us, just like they like it when they we notice them. 
don't make it creepy. Just like we don't like it when they try to, you know, they make it creepy. People, we're all humans. We love what we see. Appreciate the beauty and just move on. Beauty. What a great, that's just, that's it. Mic drop. End the show right there. Perfect. We wrapped that up beautifully. (laughs) So how can everybody find us if they can't catch us on live each and every week? Oh, you can go to our videos tabs right here on our page. So if you're not watching us right on the Grit and Grace TV page, go like our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Grit and Grace TV. You can look at all our videos there, subscribe to our YouTube channel, or you can catch everything on our fa- or our website at gritandgracetv.com. You can ask a question, leave a comment, reach out to us individually because, you know, we do other things besides just like this together. We do have lives outside of Grit and Grace. And you can find all the places that we're available, like Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, milehighradio.com. And you should check that out because it is a 24-7 online radio station that plays awesome music and has some great shows just like ours. So go to the website, go to the Facebook page, check us out, reach out. If you have a comment, you can message us individually. We're totally open to that because, hey, we talk all the time about stuff. So nothing weird, no judgment. Like, we're not going to give you some weird feeling. Like, no judgment. We talk about everything and anything. So reach out. If you have show suggestions, let us know. You know, and one of the things that I I really, really love is when people just throw comments out there. And so tonight we got this comment and you know, when I read it, I was like, Oh, Holy hell. So we're going to finish the show tonight on this comment. And the comment comes from someone we don't know because it's all anonymous. And that's, what's so awesome about doing these comments. But it says, here's a silly double standard. We'll let the whole squeaking go away. (laughs) says, here's a silly devil standard. I have experience with two men in my life. They are no longer in my life. Girls don't fart or burp. I call bullshit. Not that I, not, not that I would in front of anyone, but sometimes it happens and they are normal bodily functions. Loving the show. You know, so the reason why I wanted to end the show on this is because of this. In 18 years of marriage and 19 plus years of being with my wife, I have never farted in front of my wife. It's one of those things that I learned as a young boy that you just don't do in front of a woman. If that's not you, it's okay. If that's you, welcome to the club. But realistically, guys, gals, we all do it. Let her rip. So until next time, everybody, you know what's coming up. You don't have to be perfect to be that perfect solution. Peace. Stay wild, everybody. <laughs>